The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced, even, but I believe with the right push... Can be exactly what you need. I'm I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid trio, Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike. How's everyone doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Bit? Uh, as a recording, I am four days away from surgery. Oh, dude. Are you count? Are you really counting down days? Yeah, because, I mean, it's like the closer and closer I get to the surgery, the more and more my knee hurts. Ah. So it's probably psychosomatic, but I just want the pain to go away the best that I can. And do you know how long that's going to take, or, or at least the surgery itself? Uh, surgery, he said anywhere, he said up to like a half hour, depending on what he finds. And they're basically, initially, it's an initial uh, scrape and clean, uh, removing bone spurs, clean, you know, shaving back some arthritis. But mm-hmm. he's while he's in there, he's going to repair whatever else is in there because I'm already there. I'm going to, I'm not going to just do that because that's what we said. I'm going to, re- I'm going to repair whatever needs to be repaired. Right. So it, for a minute there, it was beginning to sound like he was giving you the old. We're going to go in, root around in there with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> hey, as long as they, we're, we're going to knock the dust off. Roto-Rooter. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, check out the homepage. On the right-hand side is our affiliates, like Biddy Boomers, where, hey, use the code WeBeGeeks for 15% off your your purchase. Uh, also, to check out um, superhero stuff. Check out Loot Crate. Um, Kylan, are you still getting the Loot Crate stuff? I get 
gear and goods. I get I get Marvel gear and goods. Hey, have they improved any since the I'm, since the purchase uh, the buyout? I mean, I like the, I mean, I've always liked the gear and goods stuff because it's all like mainly like really practical stuff. Yeah, you know, like you know mugs and like housewares that sort of thing. Right. I I I, I would say to a certain degree, like you you're getting. Their their themes have gotten better because like they had the most recent one was green and so there was this giant Hulk mug and the Hulk's mouth is like you know he's like his mouth is open and you can hold cookies so you put cookies in Hulk's mouth and then you can drink and then like you have your cookies right there so yeah that's fun you okay. know but then you get like towels t shirts. Um, bottle openers. It, 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 a lot of it's. I don't know. I, I like it. I like it. The t-shirts have gotten better though too. So okay. I just know there was a lot of concern and question because of the uh, the original company going out of, or going bankrupt and them um, bringing stuff back in. Right. So. Um, also, too, like I said, check out our web store. Uh, check out Bitty Boomers. Um, I am double checking to see. I don't remember who all's there. Um, T Public, where you could get some of our merch as well. Uh, superhero stuff. Hey, they brought back the Hero Box, and there's some cool stuff with their Hero Boxes again. Sweet. And, and again, superhero stuff went under new ownership uh, a year or two, uh, two three years ago. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and. Uh, you can also see awards we've won, which, oh my lord, our awards <laughs> section is a little outdated. Just a little bit. Um, we have had the honor to have been chosen as gold award winners from the L.A. Sci-Fi Film Festival, their podcast track, uh, which is Star One Podcast Awards. Uh, we won gold for special best special interest podcast, and we won silver for best podcast hosts. Mm-hmm. And we want to extend a little bit of a congratulatory note to the podcast that got the gold as in that category. Uh, Who would that be? I wonder. Oh, of, hmm. of podcast hosts. Yeah. Oh, Wookie Radio. So we say there's a We Be Geeks podcast collective sweep in podcast host. Yeah. Yeah, you could. <laughs> and it was a podcast sweep in the special interest award category as well, because the run the silver award winner to our gold was Wookie Radio. <laughs> um, but Wookie Radio also won best film. And the Bigfoot Award, which is like a, a judge's award. Okay. So that was awesome. So a few more awards to to add to, to the tally. Yeah, I'm good with that. And, and I will tell you, with the, with the different awards and with the uh, finishing as a finalist with another award show, I think the one that I'm the most proud of and, and definitely the one that I am very that I would very quick to brag about us about with is uh, best podcast hosts. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, yeah. best special interest is great. It recognizes the show, but to be to win silver award 
here in Gold Award for Wookiee Radio for Best Podcast Host, that says a lot about you guys. And that puts recognition directly on us. Um, so what you're saying is we're good? I think so. Okay. I think so. I wouldn't have – I'm not getting rid of you guys. I <laughs> I, I think I've, we've got solid teams all the way around. So – Well, and I, mean I know. That. Well, all I, I – you know, the, I would say – I mean, just like I, I posted and I meant it, like just being able to do this with you guys – is the buzz for me now mind you i i am going to be living off that i'm living off i'm going to live off the buzz of this anyway but in light of 2020 i'm really i'm like okay you know the, the, this this was you know a, a gold star you know so well so a gold star and a silver star yeah i get put it together to me they're both gold you know so I'm colorblind anyway. I don't know. <laughs> well, I come to find out, I'm looking at their, uh, here are all the winners from the podcast awards. Best overall podcast went to, and they only, I guess with Bigfoot and with best overall, they only awarded gold. Um, best overall is, um, went to a group called Science Versus. Okay. I think I've heard of them. Bigfoot Award was us. Um, best podcast host was uh, Wookie first, us second. Best science base was Science Versus. Best film po- best film podcast Wookie Radio. Silver Award went to Slash U, which I'll have to check them out. Um, best special interest Mighty Marvel Geeks, then Wookie Radio, and then best audio drama War of the Worlds. Uh, I guess someone did a, a re redo of that. Um, if I had known that we could have submitted for sound mix, I, I would have put up one of our shows for sound mix. But to me, but to me, when I saw that, I'm like, okay, that's more uh, sounds that, more like audio drama. Yeah, but that'd be more for dramas, more for fan films, not podcasts. Um, and I'm just looking through here. Uh, Slash U won a second award. They won a gold award for best horror podcast from the uh, Polaris Audio Award category. Uh, no, from the Leviathan Award track. So no, I I submitted us. I, I was I was leery about putting us on um, on a. Uh, up against each other because I, I would have hated if one I only put us up against each other on podcast host and special interest because well, I was afraid one was going to win one wouldn't but we have five entries <laughs> I, I'm okay we take awards in both both shows take awards I, I'm I'm thrilled but uh, well, of course you are you're on both of them <laughs> <laughs> but with all but, of the but with all of this I the one I think the ones that mean the most to me even with stuff we've won in the past, is the best podcast host. Well, before we get too far down the path of mutual admiration societies, I do want to take a moment here and thank every one of you who are listening to this right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I was getting there too. Okay, okay. Well, I just kind of beat but, you there. But the, but the you thing can speak is, for and, us all. and I mentioned this uh, when I posted this to my Facebook, it, at times it does not feel that you know the three of us have been doing this for five and a half years now yeah uh since issue number 75 and we're like you know three 319 i think this is going to be 320 right 
321. It's going to be in that neighborhood. 321. Right. Okay. I was close. So Kylan came and, in at 75? Yeah. Really? We went 25 weeks, just the two of us, before we brought Kylan in? Yeah. Wow. I did not realize that. Yeah. I mean, I, I looked it up and... Um, I, yeah. I can't believe that it's been. I when when you said when, when I know cognitively, I know it's been five years. I know it's been five years, but it doesn't feel like five years. No, it doesn't. It it doesn't feel like. Let's see. I think. Uh, well, whatever fifty was, uh, November of fourteen. I think it was. Yep. Yeah. Fifty one is when I came in, and so it doesn't feel like I've been doing it this long. And really, I mean, this is just a chance for us to sit around, geek out, you know, oh, make yeah. fun of each other, good natured, of course, and, <laughs> and and just have a good time talking about all things Marvel. Oh, and, and how many times, because of how things have come across visually, because we re- we record with video on, um, mm-hmm. have, have I reached out to you guys going, are you guys okay? Did I do something wrong? You guys, did I piss you <laughs> off? No. Like, I mean, fine language. And and it's been the the whole, um, no, there's other stuff going on. It's not you guys. I'm just not there. Um, Because if one of you two had to leave, I don't know how I would replace you guys. This would would not be a good time to talk about something. But anyway. Don't you dare. (laughs) I got the button. Eric, I got the button right here. Just think, men, just think, men in black, because that was Malibu. Malibu's now Marvel, and okay, all right. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm messing with you. I, I really am because I couldn't imagine I, I couldn't imagine not doing this podcast. And the fact that it it, it blows me away that you know we do it, we do it, we enjoy doing it. But what blows me away is that so many other people enjoy it too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and so, so we, know, how many we, times have, how many times have we sat down with guests and they have gone, you know, Hey, this was really fun. And they'll do it off the mic. They won't say it on air. Well, they may say it on air, but, and how many of them have we had convert? Well, I, I won't say relationships, but you know, that we've been like Facebook friends since and, um, and what have you. Let's see. I mean, they're, they're I, uh, that I, Ones, yeah. ones I could go right off the top of my head: Joe Caramagna, John yes. Tyler Christopher, Tom Roush. Yes, Tom Roush. Yeah. Um, Ramon Perez. Um, yeah. Um, now, now we're going to get some people mad at us because we can't remember everybody. But I mean, seriously though, to to all of you who have listened over the years, thank we, you. We to, want to all of the. We want to thank all, all five of you. Our, to all of you who have come on the show with us sat down let us let us geek out and stuff over you know thank you because with without y'all we don't have a show right no we don't well and when kylan and i were talking about the awards tuesday yeah tuesday night um i brought up I think these awards are the high point for us of the year, mm-hmm. but the other high point too, and, and this just says we're how how great of a show we are. Um, and Kylan, you said you wear it like a badge of honor. I do. Yeah, I know what you're about to say. <laughs> we had Marvel Studios decline a interview because <laughs> we were going to hit on things that would be too close to home. And after looking at the that's, book, that's how. Yeah, we, we would. Anyway. Oh, 
Please, you, yeah, you, right. you, can't, you can't tell me that's not that was not the case. Well, it, we may never know the real truth, so we might as well we might as well go with that. Well, when we said that our it's not that they didn't like our questions. the 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 impression I got from the reply back was um, our questions hit too close to home on with the book and future projects that well, either he's related to do that particular author was related to do or with all the stuff that was announced last week. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the way we kind of tangent and we go down rabbit holes with guests. Sure. That's not an unreasonable bit of logic there. Yeah. Right. But you know what, Marvel, that invitation is still open. When, whenever you want to, whenever you want to let him come on and and be with us, yeah, because that just let us know. The, I mean, the Wakanda Files book is amazing. I mean, we spent an entire episode just on that book issue. Okay, we spent an entire I- issue. We spent an entire episode on that issue. Three hundred and twenty something episodes issues, and you still can't get there right. And I just did it too. See, this is all your fault, Mike. Well, so we've been talking five and a half years. I figured out between Weeby Geeks, which is the the original show that I started with, that is the flagship, the anchor. That's the anchor show, Mighty Marvel Geeks, Wookie Radio. And Adventures in Geek, which hopefully, Eric, you'll be able to tackle that project over yes. the holidays. Yes. Um, between those four shows that I'm personally responsible for, and this is taking into consideration shows that I missed, and this number does not include shows that were released that I was not a part of, physically a part of, because there was about one or two weeks that I didn't do shows around the time of my dad's death. Right. I have pulled in about 910, 912 episodes slash issues combined across all four shows. Holy cow. That's a lot. (laughs) I, I, I was shocked. But getting on to stories before we get too sappy. Uh, Yeah, let's... Marvel Studios announced the day after. Well, actually, they announced earlier this week a new series debuting on Disney Plus. And apparently this is going to debut. The first two episodes are going to debut before WandaVision come out. WandaVision is set to come out in a little over a month or a little under a month. January 15th. Question is. Do you guys want the entire season dropped at once, or do you want it like Mandalorian weekly? Weekly. Weekly. Kids these days. (laughs) Dead blasted kids. (laughs) Back in my day, weekly's the only option we had. (laughs) Seasons would drop one week at a freaking time. Unless you had a special night, night, and it was a two-hour episode, and you just just liked it because that's all you got got once a year. year. Dang Skippy. Did you turn your echo on there, Kylan? No, I did not. I did not. Okay. Well, we got an echo. (laughs) I don't know how that happened. Well, you know, it's it's an internet buffer. Kylan rant is just epic enough to where the echo provides itself. Yeah. (laughs) 
No, like, no, seriously. I mean, yes, I get how how Netflix and other streaming services that you know they'll drop an entire season at once, and you go binge watch. Well, bully for them. Well, Netflix but, doesn't do that with every one of their shows because there's a show on there that Zoe watches, and it's been coming out. And it was coming out weekly. But the the season at a time is pretty much their standard. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we got that with Daredevil, with Iron Fist, with Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's fine. But to me, a weekly release schedule, it, it's better. Right. Because I'll, I'll just take Mandalorian for an example. You have an episode that you watch on Fridays, hopefully, and you have an entire week to process what you saw, and if there's like a if there's a reference, like you know, uh, somebody you know, OMG doesn't actually know who Boba Fett is, or you want to learn more about Boba Fett and why his you know his reappearance is just so you know so monumental, or you don't know who Cobb Vanth is. Yep. Perfect example. Yep. You can you have that week to basically fill in the blanks and get caught up. Yep, yep. Now, with Marvel Studios Legends, this is kind of doing that same thing. Um, as the Marvel Cinematic Universe continues to expand, which, man, is it going to expand, uh, Leg- yeah. Marvel Studios Legends celebrates and codifies what has come before. Revisit epic heroes, villains, and moments across the MCU in preparation for the stories yet to come. Uh, each dynamic segment f- uh, feeds directly into the upcoming series uh, premiering on Disney+, Plus, setting the stage for future events. Marvel Legends also weaves together the many threads that constitute the unparalleled Marvel Cinematic Universe. So maybe they will, with Legends, figure out how to weave Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in with the rest of the MCU, Daredevil, etc. into the MCU. Now, again, first two episodes. Uh, first one's going to be with Wanda. One focused on Wanda, one focused on Vision. Um, so we have that. Now, speaking of streaming shows, Hulu announced Hellstorm. Hellstorm. Hellstorm is one and done. One season right. and done. They have canceled it. Well, I, I no, watched it. I have not watched it yet, but it's no surprise because they didn't really push it. There was no marketing for it. I be honest with you, I think the only reason why it even got one season was that it was already filmed and it was part of that group of shows that uh, that uh, FX was going to do. That was going it was going to all be like uh, the, that was going to be the whole thing with what was going to be not deplorables, but you know. Right. It was going to be Alstrom and Howard the Duck and all that group. And so, yeah, I, I think that's the only reason why we even got it is because they made it. It was already out there, so they felt like, well, at least let, let's release it. But, yeah, you're right. There was no marketing at all. The show kind of grew on me, though. Like, I was kind of low-key hoping for a second season, although I was pretty sure it wasn't going to happen. See, I, I was that way with Runaways. I really enjoyed Runaways. Uh, but that was a slow build, slow, slow grow. Right. Well, I never saw it. My, I, I never watched it. But I remember a lot of negative reviews on Hellstrom. Mm-hmm. 
when it came out. And I don't – I guess I just really never got that enthused about what – about catching it. Right. And I'm just – I wonder – I don't know. It's – I wonder if somebody's if, if the folks at Fox was just trying to try too hard. Right. Don't know. I mean, and we have seen this. Other studios try to emulate what Marvel Studios has accomplished, mm-hmm. but they never do. No. I mean, Warner Brothers tried it with the DC Universe, and that's – yeah, you know, that got us Batman v Superman and and Justice League. The only really movie that's that's come close to Marvel has been Wonder Woman, right? And ob- honestly, it, I don't have much hope for the the Wonder Woman sequel that's that's either just came out or is going to come out. Comes out uh, comes out hey. next Friday. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm excited for the film. I want to see it. Partially because I know Zoe's excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's great that I'm going to be able to watch it at home and they're actually putting it out. Again, I wish Disney would do the same thing with Black Widow at this point. But I, as- I still think I, I still think it's diluting the brand. I, I'm I, I understand that Warner Brothers is doing it just for a month and I get it. But. I think the minute you do that, then it, it, it kind of diminishes it. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Uh, because the thing is, I'm, and as much as I love the Netflix shows, the truth is, subconsciously, I think people see a difference between Iron Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, those movies, and... Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. The thing, and I'm not, and I'm not saying anything about uh, the the quality because to me the quality on both is you know top notch. But people think, well, if I can watch it on TV, then you know on some level it's not as good or as you no know, as as worthy of my time as if I have to go to the movie to see it. If I have to go to the theater to see it, that's why I think. Watching it on TV just seems more, I don't want to say pedestrian, but plebeian. Is that is that the right word for it? I like both. It's just a it's lower class. Yeah. And but right now and part of that part of that I think is because of the film industry itself. Mm-hmm. Because you have some actors and actresses that will not take TV roles. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, for whatever reason, I'm sure they feel they're completely justified in that reason. But it's just it, we have become accustomed to viewing uh, TV as less special. And I know I have played into that and in saying, you know, there is a there is a certain appeal to the theatrical experience. And I held true with that. Mm-hmm. I still hold to that. But I do think that. You know, streamers like Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu, with their original programming, especially like original, you know, original exclusive movies, I think they are starting to challenge that. But there is still there is still a it's a completely different feel watching something in the in the theater versus Watching it at home. Now, mind you, if it's a series, like, okay, like, say, all right, WandaVision. Like, even though these were characters that we were introduced to on the big screen. Right. 
we know that this is a series, so it, it's it's different. You know, it, right. it's like if it's a series, okay, yeah, I you know, I can't expect I'm I can't be expected to go to the theater to watch a sixty minute episode every week. True. So that's different. But you have something like Black Widow that number one people have been screaming for for years. And you want Black Widow to get the same treatment as all the other Marvel movies. Understanding that there's a pandemic uh, and, you know, know, people aren't getting out like they were. But I I, I just don't as and I want to see Black Widow. I'm tired of waiting, but I would rather wait. But she is still worth the wait. I'd rather wait and see it in the theater than to be sitting in my house and watch it because I'm going to feel a little cheated. I'll be honest, I'm going to feel a little cheated and I don't want to do that. Yeah, but if you think about it, though, we were to, we were, we would be sitting here right now talking about the Blu-ray if the film came out when it, when it was supposed to. And that's true. So, I mean, for me, uh, I've said it before, I have no problems with it coming out on Disney Plus and the theater, like Wonder Woman, like Warner's doing with Wonder Woman. Because right now, I don't really know of any place near me here in Orlando, I'm sh- or Kissimmee. I'm sure there is, but one, I'm having surgery. Right. So, Christmas Day, I'm not going to a movie theater. Even if theaters were open, I probably would not be going to a movie theater. Right. Even if Black Widow or a Star Wars film was coming out or had been out, I would not be going because I just don't think I'm going to be in the right state of mind for it. But to watch it at home is a great option. And I, and I think, again, you know, and of course, in January, Mortal Kombat's coming out on HBO Max. I think for 2021, until we know when theaters are coming out or reopening full tilt to to bring these movies in, go ahead and release them streaming, release them in whatever theaters you could get them in. And if it's showing in the theater, I'm going to do my best to go see it in the theater. But I'm also going to enjoy the fact that I can also watch it from home at the same time. Yes, but if you do that. What's to stop the movie studios from saying, hey, we've done all right. We're just not going to put them in theaters anymore. Exactly. See, I, I mean, that I, I see the the just for 21 argument and it doesn't sound bad on first blush. But how many months have we been under 15 days to flatten the curve? Five years. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, 2020 has been the longest decade I have ever felt. <laughs> But yeah. I mean, the, the the thing is, you say, well, just for a little while. Well, once you agree to that, what happens when they say, well, just a little while longer or just right. a little while longer? And before you know it, you're sitting around asking, how come there aren't any movie theaters anymore? Right. And, I mean, yeah, it's, I- it's, it's like the meme. It's like the meme where the, the guy is shooting another guy. And while he's dead in the chair, he turns around to the camera and says, how come this happened? <laughs> yeah, you're I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to provoke a fight. I'm not trying to pick a fight here. I'm just saying, yeah, these things sound well and good at first blush. Mm -hmm. But when you think down the line, Mm -hmm. 
I mean, there's how many theaters have closed already? And you're right. I mean, that number's not going to go down. No, I think AMC said something about them going that they're they're going to be broke come January. Like if things don't, yeah, Regal Cinemas have already shut down all theaters in, and I think they did this back in July. They shut down all theaters in the UK and in the US. Right. I think, but weren't they weren't they looking to reopen come January? Though was that the plan for them or something? At, at this point in time, it's until further notice. See, and now here's the other thing. Okay, would we? Because okay, so there's a Bond movie that I have been waiting for. It was supposed to come out in April, which I didn't want it to come out in April because a Bond movie should come out in November. That's another. That's a Kylan rant for another time. So then they moved it to November, and it was going to be within weeks of Black Widow. So Kylan was going to get all of his secret agent spy goodness during his 50th birthday month, but that's another Kylan rant. That being said... We're talking about a franchise that's been around for 50-plus years. We know that we know that we know that they would never – and I know that people have talked, probably have asked for it. But they would not – they are not going to release Daniel Craig's last Bond movie you know, on a streaming service. They're not going to do that. That's been around 50 years. The, uh, the MCU has been around 10 – at this point, 10-plus years. They're established. They have a brand. Okay, and I'm about to sound kind of jerky. DC doesn't really have a brand. They don't. Like, you know, what they they have smatterings here and there, but you don't have a DCCU. You don't. You tried, but you don't. They're not really going to be missing anything per se, putting Wonder Woman out or releasing Wonder Woman in a stream, on a streaming service. True, it's only for a month. But I'm just saying. I thought I was staying on the streaming service for more than a month. I don't think so. I think I, I think that they. I think it's only going to be released for a month, and then it's going to be off because they were going to do that with all their movies. That's why I thought it was going to be a month and then off, and then you know I guess they're going to have their time in theaters, and then it'll you know be released for digital download and Blu-ray and all that stuff, and then come back six months later. Right. So, you know, I'm just like, I, I, I get it. Like, on one side, I get it. I, but I, I, I'm, I have to side with Eric. I'm like, you know, you know when we, you know, we, we, we were told, okay, so we knew that we weren't going to have movies in April. But we- Wow, a rant so bad. Oh, it froze man. Kylan. The universe is not ready for that rant. No, uh, unless there's... Hail Hydra! Hail Hydra! Exactly. So, I think... (laughs) Well, we lost you pretty much right after I got aside with Eric. You... Somebody froze. Oh, man, I said some good stuff. Okay, so... Here's what I... Here's Digest version. All right, so I have to side with Eric because... You know, I was saying that, so we were told, you know, we knew that in April we weren't going to have movies, but we might have them in July. So we're okay. So we got like maybe one or two in July. And I mean, even um, Bill and Ted, uh, Bill and Ted's movie, 
It was released in theaters. And it was released on blue. Uh, it was re- released on streaming in the same day. It did okay, but you know, but we said okay, no, it's gonna be se- it's gonna be September, and it was like, oh no, it's gonna be November, and it's like, oh no, now here we are, December, and we're still having the same conversation. Now I know things are different because we have vaccines and that sort of thing, but that still takes time. That being said, I just. I don't know. I just think that I, 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 just, I think that we, I don't know. And then maybe just I, I, my, my love for the MCU. I think anything that is specifically MCU, if it was meant for a theater, it needs to be a theater. And if I, if I have to wait a little bit longer for it, I'm good with that. You know, and you know, there's plenty of new content that's going to be coming out on Disney plus that is, you know, it, it it has an effect on the uh, on the MCU. I'm good with that, you know. And as much as I want to see Black Widow, I I I want it on the big screen. I don't want to be sitting in my comfy chair watching it. I just don't. I don't know. Well, here's my question: based on the announcements that came last week, mm-hmm. did you get the impression that Doctor Strange, the the Doctor Strange sequel, and possibly the um Ant-Man, Wasp, Quantumanium, Quantumania, we're going to go straight to Disney+. Plus. I did not, no. Uh-uh. I, I say that because of being 20, I think they said 2022 is when that's going to come out. It seems like anything up through 2022, Disney is focusing more on Disney+, Plus for those. I didn't get that impression. I mean, I have to go back and see, but I don't. I mean, they they've incre- they they've definitely given you no. Know, they're they're sending more content, you know, for Disney Plus. But I, I don't know. I, I don't. I didn't get that impression though. Well, I definitely got the vibe that they are focusing more on Disney Plus yeah. than big screen for the next year, which I get. But we we also know too that with um uh whatchamacallit um Rogue Squadron that's coming. That's going to Disney Plus, not the theaters. It is? It's the impression being given, yeah. That that's going Disney Plus. Hmm. You know what? I, I can't I don't know, man. I see now I, I think that'd be a bad thing. I, and here's why. Um I mean, unless unless the plan is to make a a Rogue Squadron series, I can't see them doing a Rogue Squadron movie, Star Wars movie, and then putting it on Disney Plus. It needs to be a series. It does. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, the books were a series, and I would love to see some of the characters from Rogue from the Rogue Squadron books right brought into the the Rogue Squadron live action. One in particular. Piggy. Oh, yeah. yes. But, you know, I'm okay as well with if Patty Jenkins does this as the movie first to lead into a series. I'd be cool with that as well. Are you talking about kind of like how they did Clone Wars? Clone Wars or like how Battlestar Galactica back in the day, Buck Rogers back in the day. That the series started off with theatrical releases as a two-hour film to introduce the series during the summer, and then they were re-aired on TV for the start of the season because they were the season pilots. It was a way of drumming up interest for the show. Or am I the only one who remembers that? 
No, I remember it. Yeah. But to me, like the series was like a, a multi-part, usually about three or four episodes. Oh, okay. It says here that this is a this is from this was uh, released on De- De- December the eleventh. It's on a website called What's On Disney Plus dot com, and this is a direct quote. It says, "Locke S foils an attack position. Rogue Squadron arrives in theaters Christmas twenty twenty three." Okay, so. What if you had the series first and then the movie? Uh, it's going straight movie. That's the initial plan. Mm. But look at what we're do- getting with Miss Marvel, though. Miss Marvel's going to be a series. She will be appearing in the next Captain Marvel film. Right. Do you want to see Captain Marvel, Brie Lawson, appear in the Miss Marvel series? I that w- I would be fine with that because I mean Nick Fury showed up in Agents of Shield. Yeah, it depends on how she shows up mm-hmm. because, all right, Nick Fury was pretty much the linchpin of the of phase one. Right. OK. And it, and of course, as the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., it makes sense for him to be an agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. There is not quite the same. I don't know the, the same connection. Right. I mean, there's not that same structure. I mean, if there was like a a Captain Marvel core and she was the head of it and Ms. Marvel was part of it, then yes, it makes sense for her to show up. Maybe it's like a, a one-and-done cameo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I could see it. But also keep in mind, you've got Nick Fury, who is not a super-powered superhero. Good point. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., with the exception of, of Daisy and then Yo-Yo – you really didn't have much in the way of superpowers there. Right. So for the most part, you know, Fury being in with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it was kind of on that same power level. Of course, I just forgot Deathlock, but Deathlock, well, okay, that counts. Um, (laughs) For the most part, the main characters are non-powered. Right. So they're on that same power level. Ms. Marvel is not cosmic level power. Is she strong? Yes. Is she formidable? Yes. If she tried taking on Thanos, she'd get her butt whipped quicker than Star-Lord. True. I would not want to see Captain Marvel appear many times in Ms. Marvel because that... No, I I agree. Now, I would... The only... The only reason I would like to see Captain Marvel on the Ms. Marvel series as a one as a one and done or one shot deal is because Kamala Khan is such a fangirl. Okay, Mm -hmm. and so you know the whole hero worship thing. Yeah, you know, and maybe okay, maybe not as as much as they did with the middle part of the MCU. But it would be cool to see her have like a uh, similar ish 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 relationship with Carol Danvers that Pete Peter had with Tony. Yeah. Although Tony was definitely more father figure with him than I, I couldn't see Carol being that with with uh, Kamala, but maybe more mentor, but not not in the regular regular sense of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I was like, I'll be okay if she was on there like once or something like that. I couldn't see her, you know, popping in, you know, like the next door neighbor, like Lou Ferrigno in um, King of Queens when he was living next door to Doug. Yeah, you know? right. No, I don't. I don't want her 
um, I, I don't want her appearing every episode. Right. But maybe first season, maybe pop in and won the last two episodes. The next season, maybe, you know, communication transmission type thing for for a brief second in one episode. Video message from another episode. You know, something like that, but not something that's going to overpower. But, you know, build to if there's a third season before the movie comes out. Maybe she's part of a, a pod sequence in the series before the movie to help carry over the tie-in to the movie. Because in the comics, Captain Marvel does mentor her quite a bit. Right. Yeah. Again, I'm not opposed to her being in it, you know, in a strict yes or no situation or, or condition. I think her being in it too much would hurt the show. I agree. I agree. I agree. It needs to, it needs to be done tastefully. Yeah. Like a, hey, you've always been my hero or, mm-hmm. you know, just whatever. But it would be easy to push too hard. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, too much Captain Marvel. You don't give Ms. Marvel enough room to develop. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we, I, I've heard the criticisms on the Tom Holland Spider-Man for exactly that. You know, there was too much Tony Stark. Right. I don't know that I particularly agree with it, but I have heard that criticism. You, you know, it, OK, so th- this version, the MCU version of, of Spidey is so personality wise. He is Peter Parker, but yeah. our it is true. The Pete, the, the the Spider-Man that we know does not have a high tech suit. He did occasionally, but generally he did not. But that being said, I was actually kind of fine with that. I actually liked it. Um, for that reason that it, I don't know. It just kind of, I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe I just maybe I need a little bit of salt and pepper with my Spidey. This time, you know, because, I mean, how many times did we get, okay, he's got the suit, he's got the web shooters, and he has all this, oh, oh, but, but he's got a little bit of tech now, okay. You know, not that he didn't have it in the comics, but not to that level, you know. Yeah, and, you know, he had some of that in Ultimate Spider-Man. Right. Because he did have, you know, he he did get to have the Iron Spider suit. Right. right. Now. I'm going to be real for just a second. Tom Holland is my favorite Spider-Man. I'm I'm there with you. Because, well, all right, he's my favorite movie Mm Spider-Man. My favorite Spider-Man outside of the comics is the one from the PS4 game. Oh, yes. Well, let let me ask this question. If Spider-Man was to be done today, created today, not back when he was, and, and adapt it, but was created today. Would he not have a tech-based suit like he has now? Not not an armored suit. Not to the degree that Stark has has given him. Okay. I mean, yes, he would have some tech. Yeah, he'd have some tech. I would imagine he'd be kind of on the tech level of again the PS4 version. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he is smart. He is brilliant. He's he's no Reed Richards, but he's still very smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the comics, he has invented a lot of his tech, mm-hmm. but he is still not tech based. He is no he's no Batman with the bat gadgets. He's no he's not. Uh, 
I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of a character who's primarily Texas. He's no Booster Gold. Uh, and yes, I know I'm pulling too many DC references out of this. But um, you get the idea. I mean, he's not – he uses his tech to enhance his abilities. Dark Hawk. Okay. Okay, yeah. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Like you know, like his spy, his, his spider trackers. He doesn't yes. use he doesn't use radar. Doesn't use GPS. He uses a spider sense that he can track it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the web shooters. Perfect example. He's you take away his tech, and that has happened before. You take away his tech, he's still Spider Man. He still has the strength, the agility, the spider sense. Right. I don't. I, I'm not saying you're wrong in the track that you're going. I'm saying he would have some tech, and tech would be more advanced now than it was in the 60s, obviously. So he'd incorporate some more GPS stuff, I'm sure. He, he'd incorporate some, some, um, some 3D printing, I'm sure. Right. But again, we go back to the fact that his tech is there to enhance not right. it, to complement, not to empower. Right. Well, speaking The Prowler, that's another one. Speaking yeah. of complimenting, not empowering, uh, could Ant-Man and Wasp Quantum Mania introduce a rebooted Fantastic Four? Uh, according to the story from comicbook.com, uh, it is question that that's brought up. Um, this marks the debut of Kang the Conqueror. King, King, King the Conqueror. Con- thank you. I can not um, he's going to be in this. And of course he's time traveling, you know, he's a time traveler, uh, and his rumored appearance, you know, supposedly this could be the mark, the f- film feature debut for him, uh, after his rumored appearance in Loki, a 31st century born Nathaniel Richards, um, is a potential descendant of Reed Richards, a founding member of the Fantastic Four, who could make their MCU debut in Quantum Mania in 2022 or 2023. So they're Did going. Did you say 31st century? Yes. Do you know what that means? Mm-mm. Honestly, I don't. Okay. If they're bringing in one character from the 31st century, they could bring in the original lineup to Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh. I'm not talking about just like the the um, the cameos in Guardians 2. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Vance Astro, Charlie 27, Nikki, Martin X. I mean, we had versions in that one. Don't get me wrong. But for all it, they did this already. They made Yondu, you know, current Yondu, the ancestor of 31st century Yondu. Right. And mm-hmm. it, and good grief, what if they did bring in Vance Astro, the fanboy from the future? Yeah. Oh, because I mean, you think about it, that's that was the whole kick. He was like the first man on an interplan manned interplanetary mission. Right. Okay. And he, you know, he's been alive for over a thousand years. So that's how the Guardians got all their current day Marvel references. Right. Well, to, to wrap the story up, because uh, there, there's a lot of fluff in this that I'm bypassing. I'm sorry. I tangented. No, no. Um, the Fantastic Four finds themselves in a similar position as Spider Man. After appearing in 2005's Fantastic Four in 2007, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Uh, The four started from scratch in Josh Trank's 
fantastic flop. Um, you know, and of course, with that one, the failed reboot retold the origin story, this time transforming a think tank of teens into superhumans by the way of an expedition to Planet Zero. Now, like Silver War, which spun off Spider-Man and Black Panther, Quantum Mania could be the launching pad for Feige's Fantastic Four. This would bypass their twice-told origin story in favor of an already established team, simultaneously reintroducing them to potentially wary audiences and jump-starting Watts' Fantastic Four. And I think I like the idea of bringing in a future, the, the future team of the of the Richards descendants as the future foundation and not Fantastic Four. Yeah, it's the Fantastic Four, but they don't call themselves Fantastic. Even though it's a Fantastic Four film, it could be Fantastic Four Future Foundation. You know, I kind of like that idea. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because, I mean, the last thing you need now is another origin story for the Fantastic Four. Right. So if you could pull from either the future or an alternative timeline, I mean, Endgame pretty much, and you can't tell me this was accidental, pretty much you know, opened the door for cross-time realities. True. Yeah. I mean, in where Loki escaped with the Tesseract, that created a new timeline. Mm-hmm. And the Ancient One pretty much spelled that out with her little you know, visual aid. You know, you basically you have all these different timelines streaming off. This this to me is how you bring in the X-Men and Fantastic Four and the Shi'ar and the Scroll well, you've already brought in the scrolls. Just all this all this other stuff that Marvel could not touch for so long. Right. I mean, just, you know, alternative timelines. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the easiest. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I hate to say it, guys. This is going to wrap up our final issue of the year. Final issue of 2020. Any final thoughts? Thank you all for tuning in during this year that has been crazier than an outhouse rat. Mm-hmm. And we hope that be it Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Solstice, Christmas, whatever you're celebrating during this season, that you have an awesome one. Agreed. Be safe. Be giving if you're able to. Because um, there, you know, if you're able to pay it forward, pay it forward. Uh, don't do it because we said to do it. Do it because you want to do it. Um, I know with Zoe and I, we're doing it with our toy drive that she started because of Adventures and Geek. And we're going we're gonna to be taking like three boxes of toys to a local group that's looking for toys for, for kids. That is, that is incredibly awesome. That's awesome. Kudos to Z. And that yes. part of that comes from to you know we want to thank Zuru and we're also thanking um, some of the fo- uh, want, you know, folks over at the Pop Insider who have donated some stuff as well. Um, and then we, you know we just bought on our own to, to donate. So it, it's um, yeah we this is something we're going to be starting and we're we're going to be making more of an effort next year and with the toy drive even though it originated with Adventures in Geek this is going to be a toy drive that we're going to spread across at least the four shows I run 
mm-hmm. if Geekwatch One wants to be a part of it, you know, I'll discuss it with Kylan and Ken uh, next year to help get y'all involved as well. Uh, Eric, if you want to be a part of it with SORCOM Review, um, we'll talk again next year. But uh, I think this is a way that we can give back. Um, I'm still a kid at heart. And I mean, if you can see the wall of what I have on the wall, um, it it's, you know, this is a time of year. Everyone needs to get something. And a lot of times it's for me, I think it's more for the kids than it is the adults that with the gifts and no kids should go without a gift. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So uh, on that note, uh, if there's no other final thoughts, Kylan. Uh, I just want to say um, the one thing that I I know that I have been able to completely take away from the roller coaster <laughs> that's been 2020 is to just be thankful, uh, thankful for the people, you know, be thankful for your loved ones because, um, you know, you're not guaranteed the time that you're going to have with them. And, you know, everything else, all the stuff that happens is all temporary, but you always cherish those moments with your loved ones. So if nothing else, you know, you know, just just let people know that that you care, you know. So that's all I got to say. Again, thank everyone for for listening. I don't know why I'm saying get choked up. I, I just don't. Um. Again, thank everyone for listening. For those who have just celebrated, happy Hanukkah. For those about to celebrate, Merry Christmas. To everyone, a happy new year, a safe new year. And on that note, I'm going to say, this is almost becoming my new catchphrase. Even though it is time to go dark, we'll see everyone on the flip side. Begin systems check. Sir, the system has accepted the modified core. I'll begin running diagnostics. Attention, people of Earth. Looking for a way to kill half an hour every week? Try the Flopcast. It's a silly podcast about cartoons, music, comics, movies, obscure pop culture from the 70s and 80s, and chickens. (laughs) Join us. Bring coffee. We're on the ESO network. And we're at Flopcast.net. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping at the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a Weeby Geeks production.